Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on September 26, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you today? I'll tell you how I am, Joe. You want to know how I am? Yeah, how are you? Okay, so this morning I got up to uh, one of the first things I did. You know, I look out the window and I heard rumor of rain. So I turned on the TV to get the weather report. Hmm. And every single channel is showing the same thing because those clowns on the hill are doing it again. They are at it again. There are more hearings. Every single channel. I can't get the weather. I can't get the weather because these freaking Washington people uh, are taking up my time with more hearings. Right. There are hearings today? Yeah. It never ends. Where, where's my popcorn? <laughs> Political theater at its yeah. You're right. You're. Right. I was gonna say at its finest. It's not fine at all. It's awful. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the reason I was looking uh, for the weather uh, report because I heard rumor of rain, and I was just thinking, remember what a wonderful rainy season we had last year? Yes. I'm hoping for another one. <laughs> You are. I am. I love the rain. And goodness knows, yes. California certainly needs it. Um, I hope they started building those dams. 
<laughs> remember, remember, remember there was a a plan to build something like I don't know eighty dams or something throughout California, and then uh, Jerry Brown said uh, we don't need the dams and they canceled the project. He said we, we live in a drought; it's the new normal. All right, we're not going to get rain like that anymore. Boy, was he wrong because we had a deluge last winter. Um, and uh, yeah, right. I don't know if you remember, my husband had a construction project going on, and it was delayed. I think it was a full like 60 to 90 days because of the rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we had a great rainy season and I, I read a bunch of stats where somebody came up with the numbers of how many cubic feet of water fell in California and, and how much we lost to run off because we didn't capture it, you know, in basins mm-hmm. and dams. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, a, I'm hope, I hope they're working on the dams or the basins and B, I hope it rains more. <laughs> yes, it was really rainy last season. I uh that was uh, you know, that was uh, you know, we're having those moments, right? The 100-year, 1,000-year, 100,000-year rain and all that stuff. So, um I think we're going to have some more this year, but uh hopefully we won't be in a full-on drought going forward we'll be in the middle somewhere i you know i don't know what the middle is i mean we've only been keeping weather yep. records for what 100 120 years i mean we don't Correct. know what normal is you, you can't you can't make exactly. you know assumptions on 100 120 years worth of records you know so um I, as i said i'm just hoping for some rain i'd like to get some more use out of my 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 rain boots right in the geologic mm-hmm. record uh for california there are indications that there have been droughts in the past that have lasted hundreds of years. <laughs> so, All right, well. Uh yeah. We're 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 uh we're uh we we don't have any information about longevity of these trends. No, no, no we don't. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. All right. So, yeah. um shall we get to uh today's today's show and guests? Yeah. Now, Jackie, you know, this is, I just want to say for all of our our listeners that it takes time and effort and energy to get uh, the right combination of of guests and speakers uh, on the show. And I think this is an amazing uh, combination. So I want to know also, uh, you're going to introduce our guests, but then I want to know how you found our guests and how that happens, Jackie. Okay, well, it was rather easy. Okay, I'm just warning you. What? It was rather easy, okay, <laughs> how I found the guest. All right, so, okay, so let me get to it. Uh, our guests this morning are Gabriella Fisher from the Utopian Society Project and Lily Trujillo from Street Racing Kills. Now, both organizations are sponsors for the South Bay Public Safety Fair. Um, Now, Gabriella Fisher is a founder and film producer with the Utopian Society Project, whose mission is simple, to make the world a better place through random acts of kindness. Gabriella has years of professional experience in marketing, social media, and public relations, um, and she is an avid healthy lifestyle advocate, earning a Bachelor of Science in Health and Wellness so she could help others live healthier and happier lives. She is pursuing her passion by devoting her free time to causes that promote nutrition, education, and healthy lifestyles. Gabriella is also the founder of Fun Meals for Kids. Now, Lily Trujillo is the founder 
and executive director of Street Racing Kills, a nonprofit organization. Uh, by trade, she's a certified interpreter and marketer, interpreting both Spanish and Italian. Lily founded Street Racing Kills in 2014 after her 16-year-old daughter Valentina was killed by a young man who was street racing and crashed while giving her a ride home. She knew then that her daughter's death would not be in vain, and she would do everything she could to prevent another parent from losing a child. With Valentina by her side in spirit, her mission was born to save lives by mentoring and creating awareness among youth. Lily is very active in her community as a key club advisor for North High School and the Kiwanis Club of Torrance. She volunteers her time with other organizations that focus on traffic fatalities, including MADD, MAD, Mothers Against Drug Driving, Streets Are for Everyone, and Los Angeles Walks. Lily's latest addition to Street Racing Kills is the Teen, Sa- uh, teen Traffic Safety Program, which covers the dangers of DUI, distracted driving, and illegal street racing. Now, Joe, this morning, we're going to learn a little bit about the Utopian Society Project and Street Racing Kills and what attendees mm-hmm. can expect at the South Bay Public Safety Fair taking place on Saturday, September 28th, that's this Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Del Amo Fashion Center. Uh, Gabriella, mm-hmm. welcome to the program. We're so good you could join us this morning. Lily is not with us yet. We are hoping that she will join us soon. Hi, Gabriella. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Well, thank you, Gabriella. Really, uh, this is this is something uh, of a uh, of you know something that many many people think about. Wow, the world should be a better place. There should oh. be you know a, pl- a society that focuses on on kindness and random acts of kindness and so forth, but when you thought that idea, you said, I'm going to make it happen. How did that come yes. about? Well, uh, it is a very long story, but I think that now we need it more than ever. We are living very strange and difficult times, and I think that it's gotten to the point where, you know, you can't say anything because, you know, it's taken wrong, and, you know, people just get feuds instead of realizing that what we need to do is just put our differences aside and work together so we can build safer and stronger communities because that's what it's still about. We all want to be happy, and we all want to have good quality of life. But if we keep fighting, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Exactly what I was talking about during the host chat. Exactly. Uh, There's more more people, more hearings, more people yelling and screaming at each other. Nobody's listening. Nobody is listening. You know, um, uh, this is apparently about these hearings. Apparently, are about the transcript that came out, uh, a whistleblower, whatever, a phone call that the president made, and um, Mm -hmm. everybody is reading into it what they want. Mm-hmm. And it is it right. is it is scary. It is scary. Yeah, I think that we uh, again we need to put all of that aside and just see what we could do because it's also really easy to criticize government or you know public figures and tell me you know why don't you do this or why don't you do that. I think that we as you know community members we need to roll up our sleeves and do what it takes and help. Right. You right. would think. You would think. Right, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's just like that when I watch a man, you know, watching any type of sport and they're criticizing the player and telling, you should do it this way or you should do it that way. I'm sure that if we put it on the field, pretty, they wouldn't do a pretty good job. So, you know, that's what it is about. You know, just stop criticizing. Just help. Now, I I just visited your uh, Facebook page, 
the Utopian Society Project. So if you just go yes. to Facebook and type mm-hmm. in T-H-E, the Utopian Society Project, you'll find uh, Gabriella's page. But then the, the, the picture at the uh, top of the page is something that I have to uh, ask you about. It's a picture mm-hmm. of a billboard that says you have never really lived until you have done something for someone who can never repay you. Talk yes. about that. Exactly. Well, you know, I think that a true uh, act of kindness comes when you do it without expecting anything in return, that when you know mm-hmm. that the person you are doing it for won't be able to pay you back, and that's not the reason why you're doing it, you know, like in politics. <laughs> when they help each other, or, you know, people do things, you know, expecting that, you know, when they need something, they'll get something in return. Mm-hmm. This is about mm-hmm. just doing something out of the goodness of your heart, hoping to change somebody's life and hoping that they do the same thing when they get the chance. So you create a domino effect that will continue to expand. That's a, that's a hope for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's, that's, uh, that is the hope. Uh, so are you thinking that you can build this to a movement that uh, has regular impact in everyone's life or will it continue to be random acts that just come up uh and be our surprises or will yeah, there be I mean, a regular we really hope that that this continues to expand and people get inspired and they create programs like this in, in their communities because i mean it's, it could be something very simple to the person that is doing the act of kindness and it could change somebody's lives uh you know, without them even knowing it, and they could uh, start another movement and so on. You know, it, it could move around the world, and, again, that's what we hope. We hope that, you know, just by doing little things here and there, more people will get inspired, and they will do the same thing and, uh, you know, just keep uh, circling around. Right, right. Okay, wonderful. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to keep harping on the damn clowns in Washington, but that's right. their currency in Washington. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yes. Nothing is given for free. They don't do anything out of the kindness of their heart, not expecting anything in return. It's their currency, as it is in so much of the world. Oh boy, I, I just sound very jaded this morning, don't I, Joe? <laughs> you sound all I like you've do, been all, all I smacked to do by get Washington. The weather report. I, all I wanted to do was get the weather report. That's all, and I can't. I can't because because every TV station is is busy. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, no, it it's a lovely idea, and I think uh, each of us can do it in our own personal lives, you know. Um, but as I said, that quid pro quo in Washington that's their that's their currency, right? <laughs> Right. Yes, and our right. mission spans a little bit further. We also uh, ask people again to do something if they if they there is something that they want to see changed in their community. If there's a problem, not only we provide them the guidance or you know where do they have to go to to try to see if there are any chances that they could get that changed, but also what they can do. You know, you know whether it's going to city hall and talking to the city. Uh, you know, whether it's public works or whatever it is, uh, that problem that they're having that they want to change. But, again, you know, it's really easy to just to sit at home and criticize and say, oh, this, that, you know. 
but you know if you actually uh, try to be part of the solution that that also makes a difference not only for yourself but for the other people that live in your community yes mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem complaining exactly. doesn't get you anywhere yes. complaining <laughs> doesn't get doesn't do anything for anybody uh joe i was going to answer your question that you posed yeah. before yes. i read the intro uh, basically, I, I got the information for the South Bay Public Safety Fair. Um, I went to the uh, uh, website at the, for information. I hit the contact button, and I shot an email mm-hmm. uh, just saying, you mm-hmm. know, you want to be on the show and talk about the event. That's how it happened. That's mm-hmm. how easy it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this? Is this, I mean, I know we have, uh, you know, coffee with a cop, and we have many other interactions with our local first responders, but is there something like this going on in the South Bay now, a public safety fair? It looks to be pretty comprehensive. Yeah, well, actually, this is the first time that we're going to put everything together because, like you mentioned, we've done different events where, you know, we do coffee with a car. We also do traffic safety programs in the schools. Uh, but, again, you know, because of everything that is going on, we thought that it was necessary to tell the public, okay, so – you know, we're giving you all the information that you need regarding public safety and the different things that you could do as a community member and give you information about the things that you worry about and know what you can do, who you need to contact, and what the steps that you need to take if you want to see any changes on that issue. And that's where the idea behind it is. It's we're providing not only awareness but also information to the community about everything regarding public safety so we can work together. Mm-hmm. Public safety. Let's let's talk a little bit about that, Gabriella, because mm-hmm. um, you know many people uh, belong to you know their local block clubs and their local uh, neighborhood watch organizations, and still people are not you know completely safe or don't feel safe in their homes, even if mm-hmm. they may be safe. They don't feel safe. And we saw recently these um, these uh, events like uh, uh, night out events where people would plan to be out in the street and have food and music and other things like that and really be, basically make it uncomfortable for the bad guys to be outside at night conducting their business. What do you say about those kinds of events? Do you, how do you think that those events can be enhanced so that we can make them more regular and have less of the, you know, the time uh, sucked up by the bad guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it makes a huge difference, not only because you get to know your neighbors that way if you were to be out of town, you know, they they could help each other by, you know, I saw somebody at your house or call the police or whatever it is. Or, you know, now with uh, uh, cameras, which are a huge help for the police department, you know, they could they, you could give your neighbors access to your cameras. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. thing. I think that getting to know your community is huge, as well as the people that are, you know, the first responders, the ones that you're going to call if something anywhere, you know, if something were to happen. You know, it, it's really different. Like, I actually have uh, cell phone numbers from police officers that I could text, and, you know, within two seconds I would get a response. And that makes a difference because when you know people personally, it's like the old towns that we used to have years ago when things were not as complicated as they are uh, today. 
I think that, you know, technology has given us a lot of things, but it's also taken away the personal relationships. And I think that events like this bring back that a little. And then we can combine right. both, you know, the good things from technology, being able to text somebody within seconds, and, you know, the good things from the old times when people actually knew each other by name. You know, you know the, you knew the police officer that worked in your area. You knew all your neighbors. Right. And, you know, I think that's what the, this events do, and, it, and it's, I think we need it. And, and uh, we are also doing things like that and hoping to start more neighborhood watch programs and things like that that is going to help not only the community, but also, you know, police officers do their job better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speak- yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, well, just, just uh, uh, for speaking of uh, video surveillance, uh, there's a company called Ring, R-I-N-G. I uh, they, they are uh, an Amazon company, so they're very well funded. They're a leader in the industry. And what Ring has been doing is they've been forging video sharing partnerships with more than 400 police forces across the, uh, across the nation. Basically, you as a homeowner can opt in, and you can say that your video from one or more of the cameras in your home can be shared with the local police. And so the local police can then take a view of a particular region, a neighborhood, an intersection from multiple, uh, multiple views and piece together, you know, uh, 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 drive-by shootings and all kinds of, you know, they can, they can look for, for uh, escapees and all of these things. How do you feel about that, the idea that everywhere you go, the cameras that are installed for businesses and potentially for uh, uh, homes are being viewed by the police? Yes, well, I, I know that it helps them a lot because it's something that we talked about and we discussed. And, you know, the fact that they're giving you the option to opt in instead of just, you know, automatically adding you to it. Um, right. It, it, this could definitely create an argument, you know, between the people that are, you know, saying that it's an invasion of privacy. Like, I have Ring in my office. And so, you know, if you just walk by, it already activates it, and, you know, I, it starts recording. And sometimes I hear a conversation that I don't want to hear. <laughs> and, yes, I mean, <laughs> again, it could create an argument, but, you know, it's, it, I think it does more good than harm. And, you know, other than, you know, getting good gossip, I don't think that, that uh, it could cause any problems that are not worth what, what you're actually able to retrieve from those cameras. From I don't know if you saw it on the news, you know, that lady that recently, the realtor that recently got attacked. Yeah. And, uh, yes. you know, people that had broken into homes and, you know, the people that steal packages. Um, uh, I also, a neighbor of mine uh, posted something on next-door neighbor that, some, you know, a hit and run. They were able to call that guy because, you know, it got recorded on the neighbor's camera. So, again, you right. know, it could create an argument about, um, you know, that, you know, people are being recorded without their consent. But, you know, I think that just you know, with cell phones, you know, before if you had to be home to take a call and now you could be anywhere and, and, you know, call anybody or anybody could get a hold of you. So people need mm-hmm. to be aware of the fact that, you know, if you don't want to be recorded nowadays, you need to look around. If you see a ring, you know, just and don't want to be recorded, just don't step in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as yeah, I, I mean, as I, I, don't, I don't, for for people that um, complain about being recorded, taped, whatever, um, my thing has always been: if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to worry about it. 
right? Exactly. So, so the people that don't want to be caught on film, on video, uh, you know, uh, maybe they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, You know, Joe, I just wanted to um, – you brought up National Night Out. Uh, yes. You know, it's so it's so funny how how these things evolve. You know, I you know, for years I was in the commercial real estate industry and my husband and I have lived in in our home for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I was not what you could call active in the community. Um we had our friends, we did our things, but uh, you know, other than saying hi to my dry cleaner every week or, you know, people in the grocery store, I really I really didn't interface with anybody in my community. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, nine, almost nine years ago, I started Boom. my website and <laughs> started started doing this show with you. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, my my world expanded unbelievably. Um mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's like I, I know everybody, you know, and not just mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, you know, throughout the entire South Bay, uh, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I work with I work with everybody. We have them on the show. They send me their event info that goes on my website, you know. So so my my world has just expanded unbelievably. Um, I literally uh, I every event I go to, I run into at least one person I know. Um, mm-hmm. generally more, more often, you know, more than that. But as far as National Night Out goes, it was the same thing. We've lived in this house for 30 years, and I didn't know my neighbors. I, I mm-hmm. you know, Well, you know, we knew our direct neighbors on either side of us. You know, um, occasionally you have issues with a barking dog or something. So, so you know their names, and you know them by face. But outside of that, I really didn't know anybody on my block. And then a couple of years mm-hmm. ago... You know, I, I've been posting the National Night Out event every year, all right? And mm. I was I, I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody on my block to, to to take the lead on it. And and nobody did. And I didn't know anybody, you know, so I you know, I couldn't talk to anybody about it, but I waited and waited and waited <laughs> and finally a couple of years ago I thought, To heck with it, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, take the responsibility and see if I can get our block to do a national night out event each year. And we just had our, our third annual event and boy, oh boy, what a difference it makes. What a difference it makes now walking down the street, riding my bike up and down the street, driving. I know I'd say 90% of my neighbors, you know, by face now. And Hey, hi, hi. How are you? Hi, Steve. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Bob. Hi Mary, you know now you now you see each other and you and you'll stop and you'll chat. Um, it makes such a difference. It may, I can't even tell you what a difference right. it makes. Yeah, right. That, that's been my experience, and and everybody on my block is thrilled with it. You know, everybody on my block is is happy to do it, and once a year, you know, they make the effort to come out, and uh, it 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 just it, it has made a difference on our streets. So I I can't say enough good things about that. Oh, and uh, well, on top of it, we we know practically, you know, all of our police force now, you know, because because mm-hmm. the several representatives from the police department come down every year, and our police chief comes every year, 
you know, and occasionally mm-hmm. a city council mayor or somebody, the a, a city council member or the mayor will stop by. So you get to meet the people that make a difference in your day-to-day lives. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. And this is right on the beach where you where you do yours? Um, I live in Torrance. I live Torrance. In Torrance. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. On the yeah, border so it's, of Redondo Beach. Yeah, I'm in that weird area where we have a Redondo Beach mailing address, but we live in the city of Torrance. Um, yes, and uh, I'm very, very happy with that situation. Torrance has great city services. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live so, in Torrance, and I love it too. It's, it, we're, we're very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it's 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 made a real difference for me and my husband and and the the individuals on our block. And even better, while I have taken on you know, doing this national night out thing, I actually had a neighbor um, when we met for the first time, national night out three years ago, he volunteered to be the neighborhood watch block captain, which Mm -hmm. was fantastic. You know, so, so he, he had a sign up sheet. He got all the contact info for the neighbors. You know, he, he's a couple of times a year. He sends out some, if there's important information to share every once in a while, we'll we'll have a block meeting, neighborhood watch meeting you know um so so it's great so uh, every, uh, what, what's the saying uh, many hands make light work light what is work yeah, yeah many hands make so. light work yeah yeah, yeah. and safer streets and, huh? and uh, safer and streets way, and by the way i would say probably 90 percent of the people on my block have the ring doorbell yeah. You know, because I have yeah. to, I have to go to, I, go, I have to get a, every year to get the permit to block off the street, I have to get every single resident's signature every year, um, and mm-hmm. submit it to the city to get a permit to block off the street for the night, and um, and and they all have them. So you know, I am very aware that anywhere you go, you're being, you're being, you know, recorded. That's you know? great. So, and just- yeah, now that you're mentioning that, just so you know, uh, you know, one of the uh, things that we provide information about, Ring actually has a program where you, if you start a neighborhood watch and everybody buys a Ring camera, they give you a discount. And it's super easy to set it up. But, you know, mm-hmm. so your listeners, mm-hmm. whoever's interested, all they have to do is shoot me an email and I'll email them the information. But if you go into Ring, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, it, you're right. Yeah. It's amazing. And, it's amazing yeah. how far we've come. Absolutely. And it's definitely helpful. It makes a huge difference. All right. So listen, Joe, um, I am going to attempt to get Lily on the line again. You go ahead and uh, do the uh, station yeah. break, and, and I, I yeah. hopefully will be back. I, I'm going to try and get her, okay? All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we do this every Thursday and Friday. At 8 a.m. You have reached the voicemail box of 310-330-301. We can hear it. We can hear that. We can. Oh, now maybe we won't hear it. So, uh, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, we are the South Bay Show. We come to you every uh, Thursday and Friday at 8 a.m. Thursdays is South Bay Spotlight, where we bring uh, one of the – best businesses or government uh, issues and leaders or, uh, you know, things like the South Bay Public Safety Fair to your attention. And uh, we love doing that. Also, on Fridays, 
at 8 a.m. It's uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. Uh, we bring you the best uh, that Manhattan Beach has to offer in terms of small business, uh, government, and, uh, and art, and uh, culture, and uh, we love doing that every Friday. So please join us. Please share these shows with your neighbors and friends. And uh, with a simple email, you can share these shows with anyone, anywhere on the planet because it's Internet radio. So anyone and everyone can listen. Um, hopefully you'll listen live, but you can also listen in podcasts when you're exercising or on your commute to work. We're uh, thrilled to have you. So thank you very much for joining us today. And Jackie, not happening, huh? Uh, yeah, no, I no, I keep it's going straight to voicemail, but I left her the call-in number, so hopefully she will call in. Gabriel, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the organization Lily founded, Street Racing Kills? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, as you mentioned, um, she uh, founded that organization because her uh, teenage daughter passed away because she mm. was uh, in the car where somebody was street racing. There was also alcohol involved. So, you know, she became very passionate about this, and she wants to make a difference. She doesn't want the death of her daughter to be in vain. And uh, we are doing, the Utopian Society Project is doing a documentary about people who suffer a tragic loss and use that experience to help other people or prevent similar incidents. And that's how I met Lily. Um, I came... Uh, yeah, I saw her website, I, and I contacted her. I told her, we're doing this documentary. Would you like to be on it? And we met, and, you know, we clicked right away because what we do is very similar. Uh, she takes care of everything regarding traffic safety, and, you know, we do the rest. And uh, she's been amazing, and uh, we've been doing a lot of work in the schools with kids that are graduating, and she just started that uh, uh, teenager program trying to get kids to understand that, you know, one decision could either end your life or change your life for, forever. And we're hoping that, you know, by bringing awareness, we won't have so many deaths or, you know, so many incidents that could be prevented. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's so sad, Joe. You know, I don't remember the statistic, but um, teenagers, what, the brains aren't fully formed until you're in your early 20s, 25, something like that. I mean, they just, they, they, their brains aren't fully formed yet, and they, they don't think before they act, and, and, and they just think, oh, I'm going to do this, and they don't think of the ramifications, and, and, and it's sad. It's sad. It's just, a, you, you know, in a way, you can't blame them because they're not wired completely yet, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. 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 Then you know, you know and, when. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, when Lily well, does her presentations, that's one of the things that we definitely uh, talk about. You know, the fact that they, you know, they're young. That you know, when you're at that age, you don't really think uh, not only about what's about to happen, but all you are thinking about is just having a good time. And then people in general, whether you're a teenager or an adult, where you're under that influence, <laughs> you also don't make good decisions. That, that's true. But, we are hoping that, you know, when we show those videos, that footage of somebody getting killed or dying, uh, it actually makes a difference because, you know, one person chose not to get in that car and nothing happened to her. She's still here today. And uh, she has a really hard time trying to, you know, uh, wrap her brain around it and, you know, how the decision of not getting on that car did change her life. And, uh when we have advocates like that, you know, kids that can understand and see uh, 
what truly uh, could make a difference when, you know, you either choose to drink or you, you either to, you know, race. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we can help, uh, and we hope that even if we're only able to make a difference in one person's life, that would be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, they're, they're youth, you know, all of these, you know, movies and everything from uh, Rebel Without a Cause to uh, mm-hmm. A River Runs Through It. And it's all young people mm-hmm. making bad, bad, bad errors yeah. in judgment. You know, you you rarely mm-hmm. see movies about, you know, full grown adults doing that. You know, it's 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 always kids. But as I said, you, you can't you can't blame them because they're not. They're not, you know, fully functioning yet, and it's very sad. But anyway, um, so this Saturday, September 28th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Del Amo Fashion Center. I believe this is going to take place over by the theater, over by Lazy Dog Cafe. Tell us what people can expect, Gabriella, uh, at the uh, public safety fair. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. We we wanted to make it, uh, you know, fun for the entire family. So we are also going to have face painting, uh, balloon twisters. We're going to have raffle prizes. We're going to have music. Uh, but we're also going to provide information about public safety, every aspect of public safety, you know, traffic safety. The police officers are going to be there. We're going to have fire departments from both Torrance, uh, Redondo, Hermosa, LAPD is also coming. Uh, the Torrance Police Department is also going to be there. The sheriff's station is going to be there. Um, we even have the port police. And everybody's going to be providing information about what the public can do, not only to make changes uh, and, and things that they, they're being affected by or things that they, they are having problems with, uh, but also of what they can do, you know, to going back to creating safer communities, you know, what are the things that you can do, like the, getting a camera or starting a neighborhood watch, everything that people would need to know, uh, you know, just to live safer. You know, he, he was mentioning earlier today that, you know, people are, uh, you know, they they live in their homes, and even if they have a camera or a neighborhood watch programs, they still don't uh, feel safe, and that's what that part of what mm-hmm. this is about. We want people not only to feel safe, we also want people to be part of the changes that we can make if we work together. Mm. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to have representative uh, from uh, any of the CERT organizations on hand? Uh, uh, the, actually, uh, yes. Somebody from the uh, Torrance uh, Emergency Response Department, uh, you know, which uh, which is CERT, uh, is going to be there as well. Yeah, that's a, that's another great organization. Which uh, I I went I went I went through their training. Joe, did you did you do the CERT yes, program? Yes, I did. I graduated. Yeah, yeah. I've taken it too. Yes. Yeah, I'm a card it's, uh, carrying member. You're a card carrying member. I have my card. I keep it actually in my glove box. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so that if I'm ever out and anybody needs help, I'm there to you know help them out. But that's uh, that that's such a great uh, organization to prepare yourself. What is it? Take care of yourself first, your family first, and your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just crime we're talking about. There are natural disasters that can happen. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a, a big natural disaster. It could just be somebody's mm. house on fire, you know. Mm. And and so you have the tools that uh, going through the cert training provides you with the tools to be prepared for any eventuality. Right. Right. Wonderful. Well, uh, Gabriella, 
what do you believe are some of the challenges that you run into as you, you know, go through the, the, the nitty-gritty of running an organization uh, like the Utopian uh, Society Project? What are some mm-hmm. of the challenges that you have that you think um, could be uh, helped with simple, simple, simple fixes? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it's it, it's been challenging. I've been doing this for about three years, and uh, definitely, uh, not only you know from the uh, the um, fact that you know I'm pretty much funding everything, you know, getting donations and all of that, it's been very difficult. We do have some sponsors, but you know, we're hoping that because of the programs that we're doing, we're going to be able to get grants. So, you know, uh, I'm, unfortunately, you cannot do anything without money, and uh, we, we need it in order to do this program. So like the street racing fairs, we've been finding it ourselves. So uh, that's been a big challenge, you know, getting donations. It's been huge. Uh, we just started a program where people can, in, can donate their car because, you know, nowadays, you know, everybody's struggling financially. So we thought that we needed to get other ways where people could also also help, you know, whether it's by volunteering or, you know, if, if they know somebody that wants to donate their car or if they want to donate their car, that's one thing. Um, another thing that has been difficult also is getting volunteers, Um that, you know, it, I don't know how, but it always uh, works out somehow. And, uh, you know, we've been grateful for all the people that it's helping. Uh, but I think that one of the main issues that we've been having, it's, uh, you know, going back to, you know, criticizing or, you know, or people, you know, when they cannot agree, uh, we cannot do our job if, you know, if we're not able to sit down and, uh, you know, just understand that we need to put our differences aside and just try to work as a community. That has been challenging, but again, we've been making a lot of progress, so we're hoping that, you know, little by little, we're able to open people's minds and, you know, instead of just sitting home and criticizing and saying, oh, you know, my uh, government officials are not doing this or doing that, you know, just to let them know, okay, you know, just why don't you join us and we, we will try to make the changes that are best for everybody. And, you know, it's, it's not always going to be <laughs> make everyone happy, but sometimes, you know, the decisions that are made uh, cannot be changed unless the law changes, and we cannot just sit there and wait for things to change, but we have to work with what we have, and I think that is one of the biggest challenges, making people understand that, you know, all we can do uh, as a community is work with what we have and try to make the best of it. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I like that. And and it's interesting because there's a the trickle down, you know, as I said, it goes back to what's happening in Washington again this morning. They can't get along, so they can't get anything done. They're not getting yeah. anything done. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, it, it's it, 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 on the local level. <clears throat> you know, you have the same situation in a lot of cities in the South Bay where locally, on, you know, the grassroots level, people can't agree. And we see it on social media. God knows we see it on social media, the back and forth. You know, I, I get into the middle of that all the time on different issues, but people can't agree. Mm-hmm. I, I put up the funniest meme yesterday, Joe. I put up the funniest yeah. meme yesterday. Get, just give me one second. Give me one second, and I will tell you what it is, okay? So basically it says, this is how social media works. Me, I prefer mangoes to oranges. Random person. So basically what you're saying is that you hate oranges. You also failed to mention pineapples, bananas, and grapefruits. Educate yourself. 
<laughs> yeah. It is it is sad, but it's so true. All right. Yeah, and, and then of course you're a racist. You know, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I, right? All I'm saying is I prefer mango. You oranges only love and, oranges. You're a racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's where we find ourselves. And if you can see the ridiculousness in that meme, you know, if you can't see the ridiculous of it, you know, you need to sit down, and you know, and have a have a, a come to Jesus moment with yourself. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can actually share a story about that with you. It's somewhat personal, but I'm going to share it anyway because I think it's a really great story. Um, my husband and I were having problems, and we were sort of, you know, deciding whether or not we should consider divorce or what to do. So I took a week off. I went to a retreat, and uh, every day at the retreat at noon we had a meeting. And, uh, you know, I would the first time I sat at the meeting, it was like between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, so, you know, they had decorations for that. So uh, the first time I was sitting on the left side of the room, and there was a pumpkin right in the middle of the room, and I look at it, and I noticed that, you know, the, uh, the item, one of the eyes was missing. I was like, well, that's strange. But, you know, the next day I go into the same room, and I sit on the opposite side of the room, and I notice that the opposite side was missing, the opposite eye was missing. I'm like, what? Was I confused? So then, you know, I just it bothered me so much. So the third time that I went into the room, I just stood in the middle of the room and realized that what happened was that depending on how the sun hit at a specific time of day, if you were sitting on one side, it looked like one eye was missing. And if you were sitting on the other side, it looked like the opposite side was missing. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happened to a lot of us. You know, we see things from our perspective. And if you are standing in your side, you know, technically you're wrong, <laughs> but from your side of view, you are convinced that you're right. And the other person mm-hmm. could be standing on the other side, and they're convinced that they're right. But if they come to the middle, they realize they're both wrong. You know, in every argument, we always think, okay, I'm right, he's wrong. But we never consider what if we're both wrong. <laughs> and I think that Good we, we point. need to, Yeah, I think that we need to do that. We need to see both sides, and we need to understand that, you know, when it comes to politics or the decisions that are being made, again, some people are going to be happy, some people are going to be unhappy, but they have to do not only what the budget permits, <laughs> but what the law permits. So we could, you know, mm-hmm. sit, you know, all day long arguing about the changes that we went made, but if they're not doable, they're just not done, and we, all we can do is just work together and make it happen, you know, just sort of sitting there and just arguing with, without a point. Joe, right. Joe, Joe, yeah. she's a 20 yeah. percenter, you know, these are the people I love, she's a 20 percenter, she's out there, she's right. doing it, um, good for you, Gabriella, good for you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you, absolutely, um, there needs to be more 20 percenters, maybe we can get it up to 21 or 22 <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, uh, that number is getting less some people saying it's not the 80 20 it's the 90 10 but uh we'll be optimistic about it right <laughs> yeah right right i like it um so jackie any other uh, uh any other directions you want to go well no i'm still trying to figure out what the weather is like uh yeah <laughs> still trying to figure that out uh i guess i'll just have to go online and get get a weather report um no but um no, so this is going to be this. You know, there's an awful lot of events happening this weekend. My my yes. weekend guide came out this morning, and uh, there's a ton of stuff going on. But uh, 
Saturday, September 28th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you can get over to Del Amo Center, uh, they're going to be having the South Bay Public Safety Fair. Uh, it's sponsored by the Utopian Society Project and Street Racing Kills. And as our guest Gabriella was just telling us a moment ago, there are going to be all sorts of public agencies, nonprofit organizations that are going to be there with information for you. Uh, come out, meet meet your local police officers, meet some of, some of your fire safety people. Um, uh, you know, get some information on CERT. You know, there's a lot of information out there, and uh, it's free, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, you have no excuse, you know, and we all love Del Amo, uh, and there's plenty of good places to eat, and they're going to have, it's family friendly, face uh, painting and balloons and stuff to keep the kids occupied, and and we need these sort of things. Uh, it's it's a good mm-hmm. a good way for for people to get information and for uh, as I said, these public groups, uh, nonprofits, and and uh, official groups to get their information out to the public. Yes. Uh, we're also just so you know, we're also going to be uh, giving out IDs for kids where they have their picture taken and all of that. So that's that's also going to be something that we're going to be provided on that day. Oh, that's great! Is that free too? Yes, it's free. It's all free. We love free. We love free. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Um, terrific. I'm sorry that Lily couldn't be with us. We we attempted yeah, several times to contact her, but um, yeah, she's the founder and executive director of Street Racing Kills, uh, and another great nonprofit organization. Um, I think we are good to wrap this up, Joe. What do you think? I. I think we are. This is going to be a great event. Looking forward to it. Saturday, uh, the 28th, just the uh, day after tomorrow, 11 to 4 p.m. at the Delamo Fashion Center. Fantastic. Uh, Gabriella, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us, guys. To help, Thank you for helping us spread the word. We truly appreciate it. I, I think it's a lot of people do. are going to Yeah. Yes, kind of what we do. <laughs> and tomorrow, Jackie, who are our guests tomorrow? Oh, we're going to have a couple of representatives from El Camino College and the El Camino College Foundation um, talking about we have, you know, there's some, some new facilities and, and new new offerings over at El Camino in addition to the big Halloween ball. Um, the mm-hmm. Halloween Ball, um, Chef Schaefer, uh, host, uh, Chef Schaefer of the Depot hosts the big Halloween Ball every year. And every year he has a different uh, organization that he donates the proceeds to. Boy, that guy has raised a lot of money. Uh, you know, we've had yeah. him on the show. We've had other people on the show that have benefited from all of the work he does. Um, and this is a, the, the Halloween Ball is a big deal. They have like you know, 700 people show up. It's a big mm-hmm. thing, and it's a ton of fun. Um, and this year, the beneficiary is uh, the El Camino College Foundation. So tomorrow, we're going to be talking about that with Kelly. And uh, boy, did I just say Halloween? Halloween. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not even October. It's right. not even October yet, and the pumpkins are out. The pumpkins are out. And, and and by the way, I was in Costco earlier this week, and the Christmas decorations are already out on this display. Right. Yes. Yes. So uh, once, as I said, once the summer ends, uh, September is a flurry of, uh, you know, activity. I mean, you've seen the weekend guides the last three weeks. I mean, it's just been nuts. It's, you know, we, we, we have, we always have 
a ton of great events during the summer. You know, generally outdoor stuff. You know, the, all those great concerts and movies on the pier and in the park. Uh, you know, the big white light, white night. We had Beach Life Festival this year. So during the summer, you have all these fantastic outdoor events. And, and, and we, you know, we, oh, we generally almost always have fantastic weather in September and October. And, and this September has, you know, absolutely been gorgeous. And but but when when all the families are, the kids are back from back in school the families are done with vacation everybody's in town you know all of these organizations know this is the time to do the event because people are here so uh, just a ton of great stuff going on <laughs> and Absolutely. I've already I've already um, begun posting uh, the Halloween events you know we have. We have a lot of the big annual Halloween events. Like almost every downtown area has, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, their trick treat. You know, Uh, pumpkin race. uh, You know, you know, family fairs. You know, Halloween haunted houses. Uh, So, so most of the big events are already posted on my website. But every day I get the smaller events. You know, some of the Mm -hmm. breweries. I got something from Absolution yesterday. Absolution Brewing. They're having a Halloween beer, magic, and seafood night late in October. So, so as, you know, as these things come in, I post them to the website and, and, you know, Halloween is just, is, has just exploded. You know, it's a ton of fun. There's so many great things and, and there's something for everyone. You know, there's the not too scary events for the little kids. And then you have some really, you know, they do the deep dive on the horror. Right. So, uh, right. yeah. Yeah. So. Now, uh, the, thank you. The marionette. I'm sorry. The the one I'm thinking of is the uh, the marionette the marionette oh god I'm I'm blocking on the name oh. marionette puppet theater which is really nutty um, but anyway right. there's something for everyone and we have all of that to look forward to it coming up in the next month so uh, that's it okay well that's great what a great show and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow please tell everybody about the South Bay show. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Bye-bye, everybody. And, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. That's our show. Bye.